show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Events occur in fake time. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Hello, everybody. Good evening. It is Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. And I would love to know how everybody else is doing out there. Look, it's getting cooler. We're nearing the holiday season. And uh, I have a feeling that as we get farther and farther into the holiday season, the mood of everybody just kind of... It just goes up a little bit, you know, until we get to that new year and you have to force yourself into committing to all of your New Year's resolutions. And then it's it just stops. It stops being a good time. Unless, of course, you're one of those people whose uh, job picks up like right around the holiday season. And this year is the first year, actually, that I will not be falling into that pattern. And. Oh, there have been some there have been some rough ones. I know in particular, I know a lot of people at the post office still that are uh, having a rough time as the holiday season approaches. So stay strong, everybody out there whose uh, career tends to take a nosedive in, you know, livable quality until the holiday season is over. God, I was I was uh, looking at social media today. And I saw one of these little comics that just kind of scrolls by on your feed as you're randomly scrolling. Because, look, it's what the algorithm has demanded that I see. And so I saw this uh, dinosaur comic. And this dinosaur comic was essentially, uh, it went along the lines of, there were, there are two, like, cartoony dinosaurs talking to each other. And uh, one of them was like, yeah, okay, so I, I went through... Uh, everything that I had to do today and oh god I forget exactly how it went but that's probably not the best thing to have, have happened but the point of it was uh, we're leaning into our existence the next day and that's pretty much the toughest thing is oh we have to continue to exist the next day and so if you have the strength to do so then I implore you to <laughs> continue to exist that way you can exist tomorrow but somebody who's not existing tomorrow unfortunately for them is rapper young Dolph because just before the show there was breaking news about a rapper that I've never heard of that got shot today 
this story does come out of Memphis, and I guess that's where young Dolph was from. And uh, Ryan Sequest, who's my brother who has been on the show a few times, he was talking about on the way home today how at work uh, all these young little Zoomer girls were all talking about how, oh my God, did you hear about this rapper that died? And his response and my response subsequently was, who the fuck is this person? And it's rapper Young Dolph. I looked into it, and it turns out I still have no fucking idea who he is. But apparently, he was from Memphis, Tennessee, which was his hometown. And that's not an uncommon thing that happens in the rap world, right? Where, uh, in fact, I, I saw a Twitter post on this today where another rapper that I've never heard of called Little Boozy, Little, I, I, enunciated the little i the only fucking time that i can enunciate something is when i'm trying to avoid saying lil in the title of a rap character or of a rap artist he said it best where wherever you come from you will get hated the most and most rappers die in their own city and th this is what he said well, most rappers die in their own city it's a fact it's a fact and uh you know you have haters who who was in school with you and, and they mad because they was on they was in that in that third grade class with you, but they don't have the same hustle as you. It makes sense you know, actually when you think no about reason. it. They hate you for they hate you for your success. So essentially, what he's saying here is that since uh, it's kind of stewing uh, insecurity that happens back in your hometown, where the people in your hometown might have come to know you as you were growing up, they knew who you were before you became a rapper and before you became famous. And so uh, that's probably one of the most dangerous places to go back to, I would imagine, which is the place where everybody that knew you, that knew who you are, knew when you, as you came up with nothing, who you were at that time, and to come back and have those same people, you know, see who you've become since making it as a rapper, that could probably spark some insecurity and hatred in people. And so I can't imagine that, you know, anybody is safe from that, especially in the rap world where I, from what I've heard and seen, uh, the rapper Young Dolph was kind of in that, that maybe gangster rap crew that was oh god look at look at how pale i am and i'm talking about this uh the gangster rap crew <laughs> just no nobody pay attention to my enunciation of gangster rap it it does not sound cool at all i mean i'm cool on everything else but n not the gangster rap thing but supposedly he was he was part of that crew too he's 36 year old 36 years old. He was born in Chicago as Adolph Thornton Jr., which I suppose is where young Dolph came from. Like, I mean, his first name is Adolph, so shit. He moved to Memphis when he was two, according to the commercial appeal, which uh, it kind of... Look, if you've lived somewhere since you were two years old, that's basically your home, right? You don't know anywhere. You don't have a lot of memories to pick from from before when you were two years old. Like... The only thing that I remember about being less than two years old was, and my mom and dad have told me the story, about living in this shithole apartment. And I just have, you know, little, little chunks of memories of living in that place. 
And one of the recurring nightmares that I had as a child, actually, was, you know, let me see if I can bring this up. Does this still exist? Koa Campgrounds. Oh, my God. This logo, this logo right here, the the logo of Koa Campgrounds, this used to haunt my fucking dreams up until I was maybe like 10 years old. Here, I'll, I'll show you guys this. This is the the logo for Koa Campgrounds. And... I, I don't know. I haven't really gotten the full picture of where this comes from from my family yet, but maybe I'll ask them about that one day. But I had recurring nightmares of this memory from when I was less than two years old. And other than that, you don't really remember any of the stuff that happens from before you were two, right? So I would be led to believe in that scenario that, you know, if you've been in Memphis since you were two years old, that's pretty much your hometown, right? Police tweeted in the case here that no suspect information was available in the shooting, which took place at Makeda's Cookies near Memphis International Airport. Ah, uh, you're, you're really going to shoot somebody? You're really going to do them like that in a fucking, uh, at a cookie place? Come on, there's there's way better places to do it than that. I'm not, maybe Makeda's cookies is some kind of a euphemism for something that's not a cookie, but I mean, for now, I can just assume the wholesomeness of Makeda's cookies. That, that's all I can do. I'm just, just going to assume on that one. <laughs> the local Memphis newspaper reported that young Dolph's cousin Moreno Myers said the rapper had been in town since Monday visiting an aunt who had cancer and was also giving out Thanksgiving turkeys. So they got him. They capped him while he was trying to do good in his hometown. So it's it's kind of a shame to hear about even. He released numerous mixtapes starting in 2008 with Paper Root Campaign and multiple studio albums, including his 2016 debut, King of Memphis. He's collaborated with Key Glock, Megan the Stallion, T.I., Gucci Mane, 2 Chains, and others. Hey, now we're getting into the, the territory of rappers that I know who the fuck they are. I mean, maybe it's on me for not knowing who the hell Young Dolph is, but at, at least I know who... All right, let's let's check this list again. Key Glock, Megan the Stallion, T.I., Gucci Mane, 2 Chains. All right, so I don't know who Key Glock is. I feel like I've heard of Megan the Stallion. I just heard of him. That's it. T.I. I've heard of, Gucci Mane, 2 Chains. Obviously, I have heard of those. And he's he's worked with them. So it's a tragedy that such a thing had to happen. It, it's such a shame. Gucci Mane even posted on Twitter, RIP to my friend Dolph. This broke my heart. Oh my God. He survived previous shootings. He was shot multiple times in September of 2017 after a fight outside of an LA hotel. And in February of 2017, also of that year, his SUV was shot at in Charlotte, North Carolina, more than 100 times which I guess inspired him to make the song 100 Shots. He said he survived because he had bulletproof panels in his vehicle. So he's already driving around with bulletproof panels, and somehow he could not escape the uh, the shooting that occurred at his hometown. Look, maybe he was in a situation where he, his, he let his guard down. He thought, all right, he got that sense of security from being in his hometown. Like, oh, shit, okay, maybe... 
the fact that I have returned to my hometown means that I might be less likely to get fucking shot at, which, you know, did, did not, did not indeed turn out to be true. <laughs> he apparently was also on a leave since October 20th from doing anything. He said a doctor told him that he needed some time to himself. He never knew what anxiety meant until his doctor explained to him that he has it. So uh, he needed some time off. He needed to just piece it out. He needed to go back to his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. And unfortunately, that was the location that, you know, proved to be his demise, where he was shot and killed while trying to visit his aunt who has cancer and giving out Thanksgiving turkeys. Look, I get that he's got a history of being involved in this stuff, but come on. You're... Yeah. I, I get that, you know, that's not part of the rap game where you know exactly what the person that you're shooting at is getting into. You're just shooting him because he's that person versus, you know, uh, shit, he's visiting his family and trying to give out Thanksgivings, trying to give out Thanksgivings, trying to give out turkeys on Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll take a break for today and we'll just head out and take care of him tomorrow. But no, that that's not how it works. The rap game is a cruel cruel mistress like that unfortunately so of course the world has been following the saga of the kyle rittenhouse case and the jury has taken another day of deliberation they have finished they have concluded their deliberation for today and they have decided to resume deliberations uh, tomorrow morning. However, news broke today of the defense lawyers asking the judge to declare a mistrial over this video that the prosecution decided. It's not that they decided to completely withhold it, but they actually went in and they edited some of this footage before uh, before even being able to play the video in court saying the defense received an inferior copy of a potentially crucial video from prosecutors. And I know that uh, the judge in this case is getting a whole wide variety of shit between that one joke that he made about ordering from the Asian place and playing Jeopardy with the jurors in the courtroom. And look, there's been a lot of weird stuff that that has gone on in this case so far space trucker says they just don't want the city to be burnt to burn be careful youtube is censoring anything to do with the case yeah i've heard about that actually apparently what happened another thing that happened is youtube uh as far as i know took down all of the streams of the rittenhouse case except for the official cbs news live stream which they left up for whatever reason i don't know if that happened today because i didn't follow any of the case today i've only been following it the last couple days and i've just kind of basing it off what i've seen today so far but uh, also don't worry about it space trucker i'm not going to put anything about the the written house case in the description of the video or anything that might might catch the algorithm i'm not going to do it i'm like, I, I'm aware you're right that they are going to completely ass fuck the channel if they see anything related to the Rittenhouse case on it. Because, look, if it's not official mainstream media coverage and propaganda, then they're that that's just not it. Look, only CBS News. They are the only official coverage that is allowed of the case. <laughs> 
No. Oh God, I I was watching this. Um, these this lawyer group was hosting a Zoom call where they would all uh put up the feed of the Rittenhouse trial and all these. I think it was a it was as few as four, but as many as like ten lawyers all at the same time that are watching and reacting to the case. And I watched some of that. Uh, I've watched like little bits and pieces of it here and there, especially where when the prosecution would do something completely fucking stupid. I was about to say a bad word where the prosecution would do just something completely asinine. And these lawyers, you could barely hear any of the testimony or any of the case for the next couple minutes because all of these lawyers would just fucking tear into everything that the prosecution is doing. And to be fair, uh, if anybody has seen anything that has gone on with this case lately, the prosecution is not doing too well, by the way. And it is very likely that he'll be he'll be getting off for this because the case against him is completely shit. They've totally overcharged him. And it, it's kind of just a, a show trial. Like, the mainstream media wants him to burn because, you know, it's going to continue to keep the narrative going. But I do agree that they just don't want the city to burn. That's kind of I think that's the way that they're playing this out here. I And I really hope it doesn't get to a situation where the jury and I, I heard them talk about this today, too, uh, where we're in a situation where the jury is afraid for their own lives if they don't vote to convict him. Because you're exactly right. They've started to get ready for this in the town, too, in Kenosha. They're upping police forces, getting ready for when this verdict comes out, because they know that the way that the mainstream media has peddled this case, they've really gotten in the minds of everybody who already has a propensity for getting out there and wanting to riot and wanting to just fucking burn everything to the ground, kind of like they did in the Black Lives Matter protests last year that were not covered as riots or protests. They were they were covered as... Oh, God. Did, did any of you guys ever see that that CNN meme where the Chiron says at the bottom, mostly peaceful protests, and then there's the anchor sitting there, and there's a whole fucking building on fire that's behind them. And, uh, you know... It, if that's not the definition of just comp- look, I get that fake news is it's a very charged and emotional term based on the way that people use it. But at the same time, that's kind of the definition of fake news. That's kind of what fake news literally is. The defense could have stood up at the opening statement and shrugged. The judge will more than likely throw the case out to prevent the jury from being harassed. Yeah, I, I've i seen a couple of, of uh, you know, analysis that have indicated that that could be what happens, too. So regardless, uh, we will continue to follow the Kyle Rittenhouse trial as it happens. And, you know, once they hopefully it's not in the middle of when I'm trying to work if they decide to come out and do the sentencing or do the uh or you know read out their verdict then we will follow it i i'll probably do a live stream as well on the simulation radio stream whenever it does happen which by the way you can follow at any point by following at simulation radio on everything it is on twitter i don't post there all that much but i'm working on that 
Facebook, that's pretty active. Instagram, fairly active. It's Simulation Radio on all of those things. I stream even the shows to Facebook. And once I do live streams, those show up on Facebook too. Also be sure to subscribe to Simulation Radio on YouTube and wherever you find podcasts. And also on Twitch as well. So press that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, click that bell. That's what all the... You, that's what all the YouTubers have to do, right? If you stream it, I'll be listening at work for sure. Uh, I really hope that it happens when I'm I'm not at work because I would love to stream the the live reading of the verdict or the jury's decision in this case. But I was, of course, talking about this issue earlier of the news that came up today where the piece of drone video that the prosecutors tried to show to the jury in closing arguments in a bid to you know, undermine the self-defense claim, which if you've seen the footage, it is clear. It is the clearest fucking thing. It is clear as day that it was self-defense and all the idiots that are going around whining about fucking white supremacy. All the people that he killed were white. I, I legitimately don't understand besides the, the, all that shit that fucking Joanne Reed on MSNBC is saying that's that idiot. And she's clearly race baiting. I don't understand how people don't see it at this point. But, you know, it news is going to news. Rittenhouse attorney Corey. Oh, God. How the fuck do I pronounce his name? Chirafsi? Chirafisi? Oh, God. Chirafisis. No. No, don't fall into that trap. <laughs> he said the defense initially received a compressed version of the video and did not get the higher quality one used by the prosecution until the evidence portion of the case was over. And the video that they were supposed to show that the defense was requesting from the prosecution was a piece of drone video that was shown to the jury. It was supposed to be uh, pointing the rifle at protesters before the shooting erupted. And look, that's an issue that you kind of need to see the full picture of. You need to see exactly what happened there in order to kind of piece together a logical argument as to what happened or to even come to a reasonable decision if you're the jury as to what the fuck happened. So that, unfortunately, uh, is just another long, long line of, or another thing in the long line of the stuff that the prosecution kind of, kind of, kind of fucked up here. And it seems like they did it on purpose because this prosecutor is not an inexperienced attorney. And yet he's having moments in the courtroom where he's on camera, literally face palming at some of the stuff that his own witnesses are saying, like his own witness legitimately said in while he was testifying that, you know, yeah, uh, he pointed or I pointed the gun at him. And I think this was the guy that got got shot in the arm. The sole remaining survivor. I, I didn't follow the entire case exactly, or I didn't watch all of the all of the case. But I've watched the key parts of it when, you know, and, and not out of context either, at least, because you know how that happens in news where they'll clip key moments of it out of context. It's just like a 30, 30 second little sound bite because that's how fucking news works. So we will continue to, of course, follow this story and uh, hopefully, hopefully, if the jury is done with their deliberations by that time, we will cover it live and if not then i'll cover it in a video or or something like that 
All right, so I want to get to this one more uh, one more story before we go to break because I was doing a lot of thinking today, which is that I was really thinking of putting some more money into crypto, right? Because crypto is down, and if you know anything about economics or anything about investing, especially if you're one of those retail investors of the last two years or so since the whole retail investing thing has taken a massive boom, then you know the common adage is to buy while it's low. Buy the dip. You've seen you've seen all the fucking memes. You've seen all the to the moon memes. You buy the dip. When it gets low, when you see a whole big little piece of red, then you slam you slam that buy button and then you just you're just rich off crypto. That's clearly how it works, right? I know there's it, I, that reminds me of the whole uh, do one step and then question mark, question mark, question mark, and then profit. And the step one in this case is uh, buy the dip and then question mark, question mark, question mark, and then look, profit, How however long it's going to take, that so be it. Unfortunately, uh, as crypto booms, we're dealing with a renaming and a reclassification of a lot of key hallmarks, one of them being the Staples Center in L.A. where the Lakers play. And I have a very, uh, one of my funny or one of my fun memories of the Staples Center comes from season two of the League of Legends World Championship. This was probably back in, God, like 2013 or 2014 at this point. And League of Legends was in its infamy. And the fact that they could have a world finals at the Staples Center is was huge. It was the biggest fucking news at the time. It made that that was the start of mainstream coverage of league. It showed up on ESPN that year because, oh, my God, an esports event is happening at the Staples Center. What the fuck? Well, it's not going to be the Staples Center much longer because it will soon be named the Crypto.com Arena that will replace Staples as the title sponsor of downtown LA's iconic arena, the most recent high-profile sponsorship move, by the Singapore-based cryptocurrency exchange. So there's all of these crypto exchanges out there right now where I know you've heard of like FTX, which used to be Blockfolio. They're also a big sponsor in esports, funnily enough. And uh, what are some of the other ones? We got Coinbase. I know that's what I'm using. There's a couple of other ones. I know that you can uh, trade crypto on a lot of the major stock trading apps, too. Like Webull is the one that I use. And I know you can trade crypto on that, too. So, unfortunately, the Staples Center will not be the iconic Staples Center anymore. It will soon be the Crypto.com arena which look it doesn't have the same ring to it i'm not gonna lie i get that crypto is booming and i get that it's going to be a like a major major sponsorship for crypto and for getting other people involved in investing which ultimately will be a good thing because of the way that everything is fucking running right now uh look it's everything that exposes crypto to the world and causes people to learn more about crypto or even if it's not crypto i am wholeheartedly in favor of but i'm not gonna lie just the the crypto.com arena actually i don't know it's it's got a pretty okay cadence to it look i'll say it with me again crypto.com arena all right it's not bad it's got a decent amount of consonants 
or consonant sounds in mixture with, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's cadences, all right. I, maybe I'm a little bit more convinced on this, or I'm just blinded by my rose-colored, uh, rose-tinted nostalgia glasses over the Staples Center meme because, or the Staples Center name, because I'm just sitting here screaming over my good memories of watching season two worlds and having the Staples Center be a huge fucking deal. But I guess crypto.com is what we're going with now. <laughs> the CEO of crypto.com, Chris Marsalek, said in an interview, this is in line with our ambition to be a top brand and in the coming years next to Nike and Apple. So they have aspirations to be this huge brand and that's uh you know that's hopefully what what they're going with here. So we'll see how it works out. I'm still gonna be a little bit little little sad that it's not gonna be the Staples Center anymore. But then again I've never been there so what the fuck do I care? I don't know. Good on you, crypto.com arena. If it gets more people to actually go to crypto.com, you know, let me actually, let's try it. Let's go to crypto.com and, and see. Oh, there's Matt Damon. All right, let's check this out. Oh, man. All right. Check this out. Or no, no, no. That's Mark Wahlberg. They both look the fucking same. I don't know. They both have that. <laughs> oh, man. I just don't. Don't quote me on that. Oh, they all—they also have NFTs too, which I don't know if you can see this up here. They—they they have an NFT thing, which I still think NFTs are kind of a scam. I'm totally down for crypto, but NFTs are just—they don't—they just seem so stupid. So when we come back, I do want to tease, or I do want to get to the stories that I tease, such as the scorpion swarm in Egypt, and it actually resulted in some people dying. And that's not something that I would expect out of a scorpion swarm. And also, another question to come to mind is, how the fuck do you have a scorpion swarm? So, we'll, either way, we will, uh, we'll, we'll find out exactly what happened there. Plus, there was a representative of Congress that got censored, not censored, but censored today. And we'll, uh, we'll learn a little bit more about why. And, spoiler alert, the answer is anime. Simulation Radio. Simulation Radio. quickie for you if you are a fan of the office and if you remember the office uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil too much but look except for this one thing spoiler alert if you're stuck on like seasons one or two and you haven't uh ventured out into the later seasons yet then a first of all stop when michael leaves that you're, you're just better off trust me stop as soon as that happens and then also uh, spoiler alert, 
Jim and Pam do end up getting together in the end. Oh my God, what a fucking surprise. Nobody ever heard of that before. But you may remember this key scene in this one episode of The Office. I think it was when uh, when Michael and Jim and Dwight all went to some fucking random business conference, who knows, and they had to shack up in a hotel afterwards. And there was this storyline where... I guess while Pam was on maternity leave after they ended up getting together, uh, there was her replacement that I guess was a very attractive woman. And she was the one that was coming on to Jim. And supposedly in the original script, Jim was supposed to cheat on Pam. Oh, my God. What? We never could have thought that this would have happened. And I never would have thought that it would have happened either. But, you know, that it happens sometimes in the game. And, you know, it, it, hey, now, Jim cheating on Pam, what? But in the new, a new tell-all book from Brian Baumgartner, which, who, who played Kevin, big old fat guy that was pretty hilarious most of the time. I, okay, I, I have a hot take, which is that Kevin was a funnier character than Dwight. Oh my God, I, come shoot me, shoot me if you have to, but maybe that's just my hot take. I think Kevin was a funnier character than Dwight. Dwight was just kind of cringe sometimes, man. Like that. Sorry, that's just I don't know. It, it, sometimes it was just a little, little too over the top, and it it kind of broke the barrier of realism that you came to expect from The Office. Like, there's no fucking way. I, and I know that Michael gets to that point sometimes too, but it almost broke a barrier in between. Like, all right, this is clearly a fucking TV show and is not actually depicting something that could really happen. And that seems to have been the level that Dwight got to occasionally. But in the actor that played Kevin, Brian Baumgartner's new book, uh, which I guess he also he also has a podcast where he talks about this too. Supposedly, in that storyline, between Jim and Pam... Jim was supposed to uh, actually cheat on Pam. He was supposed to make out with that with that woman that was hitting on him. And yet, in a new tell-all that just came out recently, uh, John Krasinski came out and said, all right, no, actually, I refuse to do that. So it was originally set up, creator Greg Daniels originally wrote that into the script that, you know, this might have been a way to introduce some drama into the show and, you know, maybe make some kind of interesting storyline but john krasinski stepped in put his foot down and said uh no we're we're not going to do that and i kind of agree with some of the stuff that john krasinski krasinski said actually which is that there's he said that's the only time i remember putting my foot down i remember saying things that i never thought i'd say before like no i'm just straight up not going to shoot it so I, a little bit of respect there. He also said, there is a threshold with which you can push our audience. They are so dedicated. We have shown such great respect to them. But there's a moment where if you push them too far, they'll never come back. And I think that if you show Jim cheating, they'll never come back. And I think that that's somewhat of a valid point that John Krasinski brings up, which is that I think that that might have been a turning point that probably would not have been within the realm of what Jim, the character, would have done. And I kind of agree with John Krasinski's take on the character, which is that I also don't think that that's something that Jim would have done. And so him putting his foot down and refusing to do that, uh, I mean, it kind of gives you 
a little bit of an idea as to the power that the actors have in this situation. But at the same time, it just so happens to have been correct. So fortunately, uh, Greg Daniels agreed with John Krasinski and that portion of the scene was scrapped. So they did do a little bit of it. They kind of alluded to it that it might have been a potential happening. And so if, if you remember from that scene, that was the they had an ending credit scene where obviously Dwight was uh, him and Dwight stayed together and they did the whole the spray bug spray the bed bit. And that's just, you know, as soon as you start doing a male thing that turns off a woman. So that's uh, unfortunately, man, I kind of want to live in that alternate reality where that actually happened and maybe fans did lose interest in the office and then we wouldn't have got that those god-awful last two or three seasons or whatever it was where michael wasn't there which i i know that you can armchair quarterback that or monday morning quarterback whatever the fucking saying is you can monday morning quarterback that and say oh they shouldn't have just made it but i mean the series was making money and of course, the executives are going to say, "Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's even though uh, Steve Carell is leaving, we're still going to fucking go with it." So, what what do you think about this? Actually, please, I want to hear your comments about this because what would you have thought if uh, you know Jim did actually prove to be a cheater in that situation? Would you have completely lost all respect for the character, and by extension, would you have lost all respect for the show? I think is the most important question here because. Uh, maybe that's something that maybe, for instance, and I don't know of anybody who falls into this demographic, but maybe there was a demographic of people who were only watching for Jim, I guess. I, I mean, I'm not sure if that is actually real. I imagine that most people were watching for Michael and Dwight and, and Jim, too, by extension. But I, I imagine he was not the sole reason that everybody was watching the office but what do you think what what would you have thought actually if that is the alternate reality that we're living in in this reality that jim actually did cheat on pam in that that one scene it did occur fairly late in the series so who knows how it would have happened or who knows you know what the the ramifications of that would have been but regardless let me know what you think about that. What would you have thought if Jim hypothetically actually cheated in that situation? So please be sure to leave a comment. It is at Simulation Radio on everything. So we have to get to it now because there has been a huge... Man, I almost didn't even know what I was going to lead with there. There has been a huge swarm of insects, I've made a video about the Joro spider coming out of Georgia. Uh, go check that out on the socials and on youtube.com slash simulation radio if you missed it. But Georgia is not the only place that is being invaded by, oh God, are scorpions insects? Fuck, do I have to look this up now? Hell no. However, Egypt is also a place that is being victimized by hundreds of scorpions in a swarm and that also happened to result in hundreds being injured. Oh my god! Three people have died and almost 500, Jesus Christ, 500 people were injured following a scorpion swarm in one of the southern cities in Egypt called Aswan, caused by... Aswan. <laughs> caused by thunderstorms last Friday. 
bringing many of them onto the streets and into people's homes. God, is Sharknado real? Okay, I, so I get that scorpions are like little, little, little tiny bugs, maybe, and sharks are huge fucking animals, but, and I know that they're probably not going to be small enough to fucking whirl around in a tornado, but I, look, maybe Sharknado is real or scorpion nato look we'll have to get the the a crack team of hollywood producers on this to make a movie about it jesus many of the attacks occurred in the mountainous areas of the governorate so it it happened throughout it was very spread through all the scorpions getting into people's houses three people died on friday the governor of aswan Ashraf Atia temporarily barred ships on the River Nile and Lake Nasser from traveling too close to the city. He, he also ordered temporary closure of some roads due to reports of reduced vision caused by the storms. Yeah, reduced vision. A scorpion's gonna <laughs> fucking splat on your car windshield. And I, I feel like that's probably gonna cause some reduced vision. I, I mean, I'm not entirely 100% sure on the science of that, but maybe that's just my intuition that a giant fucking scorpion splattering on your windshield just might, it might impede your view. 89 people were hospitalized at Aswan University Hospital with hundreds of others receiving treatment in nearby hospitals. And it's been reported that doctors have been recalled from vacation to treat the scorpion stings and additional doses of anti-venom have also been allocated to medical centers in more remote locations. So they've got hospitals out in the middle of fucking nowhere in Egypt that they're having to send some of these supplies to in order to help them combat the scorpion swarm. My God. So supposedly the scorpions that were uh, part of the downfall here were the Egypt's fat-tailed scorpions and they're considered to be among the most deadly scorpions in the world. My God. Venom from a black fat tail can kill humans in under an hour if left untreated. The symptoms related venomous scorpion stings can include difficulty breathing, muscle twitching, and unusual head movements. That does not that does not sound like the way to go here. That that sounds like a rough, rough way to go. Your all of your insides, your nerve centers are all twitching, and you're having difficulty breathing. And then you just you croak over and die. And unfortunately, if you have less than an hour to be treated by this, then my God, my God! And if the whole area is being swarmed by scorpions, then that's a lot of people that they've got to treat. And imagine calling a doctor back from their vacation to a whole load of people that all have to be treated in under an hour in order to even have a slight chance of surviving. My God. All right, I'll, I'll show you guys this. Take a look at this scorpion, this, the fat tail scorpion. Oh, my God. All right, that, it looks menacing. It looks like it's going to bite and sting and do all the bad things. Holy shit, this one looks... Uh, this one looks dangerous. Look at that fucking stinger. This is... Here, I'll... I'll Zoom up on this so that you guys can see it. Look at this tail. It, it, uh, some, there's something really creepy and there's something really like extra scary about the way that uh, a scorpion's tail curves, how it has that, that little curve to it, where that just, it's, you know, that they are optimized for stinging and injecting some kind of venom into 
you know, whoever or whatever animal it, it may sting. So like, be on the lookout, Egypt. I, I know that that's probably a lot more dangerous what you're going through than the Joro spider swarm in Georgia. But alas, I think we need to, at this point, just burn burn it all to the ground. I, I, I'm sorry, but I think that might be what we have to do here. Just burn it all. Burn it all. And save everybody from the scorpions. <laughs> all right. So finally, I want to get to this, uh, this last story that I teased, which is that you may have heard of this representative. His name is Paul Gosar. He's a representative from Arizona. And he's kind of a memer, actually. Uh, you might have seen a couple of his viral tweets that have made the rounds on social media. But if you know anything about this representative, he's kind of a troll, actually. And so one day, and I actually saw this as he tweeted it out because I follow him on Twitter because he's a he's a fun he's a fun Twitter follow at the very least. I mean, I might not agree with everything. He is kind of one of those America first right wingers. And he, he is he's doing some good things, but at the same time, he also can kind of fall into that trap that all the other uh, I don't want to say alt writers fall into, which is that they kind of they get too wrapped up in just fighting the other side and fighting the radical left than actually doing things, too. And that's kind of why all politicians are shams, which, OK, sure, regardless of what side you're on, if you're on the, the far left or you're a right winger you tend to get more involved in the dunking and the fighting of people on the other side than you do uh with actually doing things and that happened today in a censoring trial of representative paul gosar for a what they claimed as a violent video they spent almost a whole fucking day on this proceeding on whether or not to censure and censoring is different from censoring, by the way. Censoring with a U. Censoring is just, you know, a random term where, you know, censoring, censoring is just kind of a... It's, it's a little bit less powerful. And what video did he get censored over? And I will, I will show it to you right now. Let me know what you think about this. Because... I feel like the only reason that this is even making the rounds is because this was targeted towards AOC. And what happened was is apparently Representative Paul Gosar is an anime fan. And if you've ever watched Attack on Titan, then you may know the iconic song in its opening, you know, at, at least of the first season. I really like the first season's opening. And also the first season was the only season that I've watched. So maybe I'll catch up at some point, but probably not very likely. But Paul Gosar put out a video on Twitter that did make the rounds about it was an anime ad. It's a fake anime ad. And before I tell you much more of this, I will show it to you. And I want you to let me know what you think about this. Is this worth spending an entire day of politician resources that, you know, maybe could be spent actually fucking doing something? Or was it worth uh, taking the time to make sure that he knows that he was wrong and that this violence will not stand? First of all, I will I'll show you the video and let you be the judge. So. <laughs> Instead of Attack on Titan, it says Rep Paul Gosar. 
He is a memer. Oh, there he is. He's so brooding. Brooding congressman. I guess this is footage of illegal immigrants crossing the border because that's that's a hot button issue. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me let me go back and check that again because these are all these are all the right wing talking points. What do we got? Oh shit, I missed the other one. Whatever, fuck it. We got crime. Oh shit, I, they, they go by too fast. I can't read them. Obviously, money here. Sure, gangs, violence, trafficking. Oh no! Oh, you gotta have you gotta have a good money shot of fucking horses running. All right, I guess these are the Attack on Titan characters. Oh, he she portrayed AOC as a giant, and him. Oh, there's the four wheeler. Yeah, it kind of hurt my throat. <laughs> and he's about to go slay Joe Biden. So I'll I'll replay the what's likely the controversial part of the video where he portrays AOC as one of the big massive titans from Attack on Titan. And he him, Representative Paul Gosar, who I, I guess is the supposed to be the main character in Attack on Titan. It just shows him slicing up the giant from the opening that just happens to have AOC's face like superimposed on the face of the giant. And so that's I'll play the, the controversial part for you again so that you can see whether or not this is too extreme to be on the Internet. All right. Check this out. All right, what did he do here? Oh, uh, so yeah, so that's what happened. So he just this is part of the attack on Titan opening, and Representative Paul Gosar, with his face superimposed on the main character, assassinates AOC, whose face is superimposed on one of the Titans for uh, in in Attack on Titan, and then back to four wheelers. Yeah, <laughs> this is America, baby. Oh my god. This is almost comical. Of course, they've got B-roll footage of fucking Border Patrol. Goggles out. We're gonna find them! We're gonna find all those aliens! <laughs> okay, so I'm not gonna lie. That's, that's actually uh, kind of funny. But unfortunately, the House has voted to censor him for a violent video... So let me know what you think. Was that actually warranting of him being uh, censored in the House? Democrats called the video a clear threat to the lawmaker's life. And it's one thing I can I can a little bit understand where they're coming from on this, because that does seem like a, a somewhat serious issue. It, it does seem like it's kind of taunty and definitely it's something that's done in bad faith, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. But at the same time, you have to know who you're dealing with here. And if you've ever taken a look at Representative Paul Gosar's Twitter, it's just at Rep Gosar on Twitter. Uh, he's kind of a meme lord. He's actually a huge fucking troll. He posts shit like this all the time, including uh, 
In fact, I'll even show you guys a meme that he posted in response to this. You're a cartoon anime. It's the classic uh, fucking tribal Chad on one side and then the stupid fucking NPC that's crying on the other side. You're a cartoon... You're a representative of Congress, for God's sake. I'm not... Okay, so I'm not... I'm not one of those grammar Nazi people because I do agree that uh, the idea that you're trying to get across is more important than the syntax. And, you know, you're, you're pretty much, it's, life is just a communication of ideas. And people that tend to grammar Nazi things just don't have any actual standing in the game of communication. They just kind of, they don't have any real ideas. They're just there to nitpick. But you're a representative of Congress, for God's sake. Use the right your. Does anybody know how the fuck to use your anymore? Y-O-U-R is the possessive one, and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E equals U-R. So according to this, U-R cartoon anime scares me with your jetpack flying and lightsabers. It's a cartoon. Relax. And both sides are doing it at this point. It is so fucking stupid where they'll caricaturize the opinion. They'll straw man the other side's opinion and they'll attack it like that. They'll just attack the straw man rather than take any of the other opposing viewpoints and try to actually comprehend where they're coming from. And that is why all politicians are fake. All politicians are fucking morons and they're only out for power and they're not out to actually do anything as we saw in a whole fucking day's worth of a trial not not even a trial but a whole fucking day's worth of deliberation from a huge amount of people and it resulted in what he he's censored now great could you not have spent the fucking day doing like anything real anything at all but I don't know. Let either way. Let let me let me know what you think about that because was that video worth uh, an entire day of productivity? Who knows? Who knows? But let me know what you think. Please do leave a comment and let me know what you think about this because I would love to hear. Uh, I would love to hear what what you think about this. So, with that in mind, let's do reach for the sky. Bazooka Luca on YouTube says, preach it, brother. Look, okay, so uh, politics just makes me mad. And I get that this is a show that's about, like, following the news and following what's going on in the world. But at the same time, politicians are fucking useless. And the fact that anybody earnestly goes out to vote for a politician thinking that they'll actually do anything is just mind-blowing to me. And it's examples like this where they spend a whole fucking day literally doing nothing that I I just wish could prove it to other people that these people, these politicians are not out for the aid of anybody except themselves. And you saw it from that video from fucking uh, Representative Gosar. He's just he's doing the classic fucking yeah, go America tropes. And oh, God, I just spit all over the fucking monitor. Jesus, maybe I am preaching it a little too hard. Shit. But you saw it in that video where it's the same shit. It, all these people are just kind of boiling down the other side into a straw man and just attacking it and getting nothing done. And that's kind of how life goes in politics. So, you know, if 
if you're heavily involved in the political world or heavily involved in following political news, then I would really suggest just focus on yourself, man. Focus on your fucking life. So, of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier, Reach for the Sky is the cooldown at the end of the show where we go to randomquestionmaker.com and answer one of the uh, fine, fine randomly randomly generated questions that are generated by see the algorithm it's random look it, especially i went off a lot this show and so uh we uh, join me chat come with me sit down let's sit down and have a nice little uh fireside cool down where we won't talk about anything controversial we'll just take a randomly generated ai question uh, Bazooka Luca also says, following what's going on in the world doesn't mean you've got to keep up with the verbal regurgitation. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that we're I'm kind of trying to push on this show, which is that uh, it's possible to follow what's going on in the world and still be at least somewhat informed about it. Learn what the mainstream media is not telling you. Learn what the people that want to morph your opinion into want you to think. I'm, I don't want to teach you what to think. I want to teach people like, how to think and how to holistically just kind of take on all of these wide ranges of stories that are meant to manipulate the emotions of people and stoke fear in people. And all I'm hoping for is just a little bit of intellectual honesty on either side. And I do agree that you, it's possible to follow the world without getting knee deep in all of the shit. Like there's a fine balance that you have to find between those two things, between being informed and not going so knee deep in the shit that it's just consuming your mentality. And look, I went through a phase where, you know, I was kind of blackpilled for a while where you thought, okay, th what's the point of following all this shit? It's clear where the narrative is going. It's clear what they want to do. It seems like we're kind of doomed. Right. But Focus on your life, focus on yourself, and just have a moderate knowledge of what's going on in the world. That's really all you need. So, all right, let's cool down. Sit around by the fire, everybody. Come come forth, come hither, chat, and take a little relaxation with me. So we have five categories on randomquestionmaker.com. We've got candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And let's see which one we're going to go with today. I think uh, I stay away from weird too often. I, you know, I, I fucking say this every time. I stay away from weird too often because I know it's the one that most people, like other people, when they come on the show and I do reach for the sky with them, what they'll pick is the weird one, of course. And so I think we're going to go with uh, a candid one today. So let's, let, let's see. What is your favorite smell? Okay. This is going to sound bad. This is going to sound really, really bad. But do you know that smell that you smell, that smelly smell, that smells smelly? When you're sitting and trying to gas up your car and you can't help but get a whiff of that sweet, sweet gasoline. Yes. I, I, I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. I know that's dangerous. I know it'll probably fuck you up. But... Uh, I think that 
the smell of gasoline is actually, it, it, it's actually kind of nice. It's actually all right. And I'm not saying that that means that I have a problem. It, it might. Uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, smelling gasoline and enjoying it for my whole life uh, means that I might be suffering brain, brain damage. No, none of that. But I kind of like it. And it's, it's, weird because there are smells that you're not supposed to like but you you just kind of you just can't help it i know there's another controversial one which is vinegar does anybody actually like the smell of vinegar because i kind of do i kind of do and it's super polarizing by the way like my dad for instance fucking hates it like he cannot smell it that smell is just reviling to his senses kind of like how mushrooms are for me but uh I don't know. The smell of mushrooms is just fucking gross, especially when you're like sauteing them and frying them in butter. Oh, God, it's fucking disgusting. But some people like it, I've heard, but not me. And my dad's like that about vinegar. So uh, I don't want to say that gasoline's my favorite smell, but it's kind of up there because there's something tempting about the forbidden fruit of you know it smells that you're not supposed to like things that you're not supposed to like looking at things that you're not supposed to like eating things that you're not supposed to like hearing and uh gasoline is one of those in the smell category and i'm not gonna lie uh, it's brought since it's the first thing that i thought of and it's the first thing that came to my mind maybe it is and you know what maybe after the show i might just go huff some gas Uh, don't don't clip that and take that out of context out of context please (laughs) all right i think that that just about does it for today thank you all so much for listening uh i had a pretty good time i had a great time even and i hope that you all did too so please be sure to follow like subscribe do all of the good stuff it is at simulation radio on all of the socials press the subscribe button down there click it i don't have a fancy thingy yet but just click it do it and enjoy more radio shows podcasts video games and eh, daily videos too i will see you all all of you fine sexy people with huge dicks tomorrow night at 9 p.m eastern for the very interesting show catch you all then bye goodbye everyone i remember you all in therapy